Okay, Genesis chapter number 22, and uh, we will read verse 1 through 17 to get started. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and claved the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and, the ni and a knife, and they both of them, uh, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. He said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him, for now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies." As I was reading over these verses, couldn't help but remember the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 37 to 38. And it says in that text, it says, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. So many today call on the name of Jesus and claim him as their Lord and Savior, and yet they are unwilling to follow him no matter the cost and to obey his word. Their attitude is, I'll follow if it's easy. I'll follow if it's convenient. I'll follow if I don't have to lay down anything that's precious or give up anything that I desire in my life. Then I'll follow they say, Lord, Lord, and do not the things which he says, as Jesus mentioned in Luke 6, 46. 
And I think that oftentimes the reason for this is because many folks like this have just simply not genuinely been converted. They've not been born again. But I also wonder how many times the Lord desires to do something really, really great in our lives as born-again believers. But he is hindered because we have something, because we have someone maybe that we love so much that we are not willing to lay down in order to follow the voice of God. Jesus looked at Peter and said, Lovest thou me more than these? Referring to his fish and his fishing business. And when he finished the, the section of that text, he goes through this. He lovest thou me, feed my sheep. Lovest thou me, feed my sheep. Lovest thou me, feed my sheep. And then he says, follow thou me. In essence, it seems that he's asking Peter, Peter, will you lay it down in order to feed my sheep and to follow my voice and do what I want in your life? Or will you love the fish and the business and the money more than me? In Matthew 10, 37 and 38, which we just read, it seems he questions, lovest thou your family more than me? I mean, am I really willing to obey and to follow the Lord no matter the cost, even if it somehow results in me losing a relationship with a family member or a friend that I love so very dearly? This is the situation that Brother Abraham found himself in, isn't it? He was commanded. He was commanded to go to Mount Moriah and to lay down his only son as a sacrifice unto God. I'm sure it would have been very easy to say no. That would have appealed to his flesh, wouldn't it? Yes. To say, no, no, absolutely not. This is my only son whom I love. I, I can't give this up. God, something else, anything else, but not this God. It would have been easy to say no. Because this was the only son whom he loved. It tells us verse 2. And yet, think about this, folks. This is so important. I hope I can drive this home tonight. The only path to him receiving the blessings of God on his life. Listen, folks. It went through Mount Moriah. And it went through that altar of sacrifice on the top of Mount Moriah. It was the only way. If he refused to lay his Isaac down, then he would have missed out on the great and mighty things that God wanted to do in his life. Maybe you've never really considered that before. But I'll tell you what, it's a powerful thought when you really stop and think of what he might have missed out on had he not been willing to lay Isaac down on that day. Notice in Genesis chapter 22, Look in verse 16 and 17. It says here in this text, he says, And by myself have I sworn, said the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. You see, the path of God's blessings that God wanted to bestow on Abraham's life 
This was the path. They had to go through this Mount Moriah. There's no other way. Think about this. The path of God's blessings had to go through the altar, folks, if he held tight to his beloved son. And if he wouldn't let him go, if he wouldn't lay him down, then he would have missed out on the wonderful blessings and the mighty working of God that God wanted to demonstrate in his life. That God wanted to do in and through him. And so I want you to ask yourself tonight as we think about this, is there anything like that in your life tonight that you're holding on to like this? Because we're prone to be that way. Are we not? Are we not oftentimes, oh God, you can have this, and oh God, you can have this. God, you can't have this. God, you can't have my children. You can't have, you can't have this person or that person in my life. You can't have this thing or that thing. You can't have, you know, I'm not willing to give up this to serve you, God. I'm not willing to give up that to serve you, God. Hey, listen, could it not be that you're hindering the very hand of God from blessing your life because you won't lay your eyes down? Think about it, friend. How many times does God desire to bless us and yet he cannot do it because he's got that Mount Moriah before us and he's got that altar ready, but we're unwilling to lay that Isaac down. We're clinging to it. No, God. No, God. No, God. I don't want to give it up, God. That's right. And he can't bless us. Is there anything you ask yourself tonight? I hope you'll really think about it. Is there anything that you're holding on tightly to that you wouldn't let go, that you would not let go of in order that you might follow the voice of God? Is there anything that you hold so dear that you say, I could never give that up, I could never let go of that in order to follow and obey God's voice? What about you? Will you lay your Isaac down tonight? Or will you continue holding on with that death grip? No, God. No, God. I can't let go of this. I've got to hold on to this. No, God. And end up missing out on all the blessings and all the great things that God has in store and wants in your life. You know, the choice is ours. God doesn't make anybody do anything. He doesn't make you get saved. He's not going to force anybody to repent and give their life to him and trust him and follow him as Lord and Savior. And he's not going to force us as Christians to live a submitted, surrendered life to the, to the will of God for our lives. He did not force Abraham to do this, did he? No. This was a choice for Abraham. But had Abraham said, no, God, I'm not going to let go of my son, he would have hindered the hand of God from working in a mighty way in his life. He would have hindered the blessings of God. He would have hindered the, the mighty uh, desire of God to do something wonderful and something great in his life had he said, no, God, I'll not let him go. And so as we consider this tonight, I, I want us to really be thinking about this thought. And I want us to notice what is involved with us laying down or laying our Isaacs down. Because for each and every one of us, it's something different. Or someone different. For some, it may be family. You just could never let go of them. 
For some, it could be your job. It could be your finances. It could be your checkbook. I don't know what it is. God knows and the Holy Spirit knows and he can speak to your heart about it tonight. And I hope as he does that you'll say, God, I'm not going to do like this anymore. Amen. My hands are going to be open in time because I want, I want to do what you want in my life. You know, we've, we've been there numerous times in our life. Amen. And, 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 you know, really, I just don't, I don't care about stuff anymore. I've just gotten to that place. I really don't care about things. We've given up everything we've owned twice now. <laughs> I really don't care about stuff. What's precious to me is my family, my children, my wife. There's been times in my life where God's had, had to say, Eric, you've got to give them to me. I mean, I remember with Daniel, uh, with a situation in Ukraine, and I've shared this with you all before doctor told him you could lose your leg or your life and at that moment I had to say okay God and at that moment I had to say God I love you God and I don't want my son to die and I don't want something awful to happen to my children God I don't want that to happen God but no matter what happens I'll serve you and I'll love you and I'll follow you because you're my God and you're and that's the attitude that God wants to see in us. Lord, I lay my Isaac down. Lord, whatever you want in my life, I'll obey. I'll follow. I'll submit. <coughs> Honestly, every time that Jessica has had a baby, it's been the same way. Every baby we had in Ukraine, we had at home. The doctrine wasn't good. It was an issue of faith. Every time that she had a child, I had to say, okay, God, she's in your hands. I love her dearly. I don't want to lose her. But no matter what you choose to do, I'll love you, I'll serve you, and I'll follow you. Because she's not mine to keep anyway. She's yours. Amen. Listen, folks, that's the attitude that Abraham had. Listen, this isn't to be abnormal Christianity. This is what God wants to see in our lives. Amen. That we would live like this. That we would have this type of faith. That we would have such surrender in our lives to live like this before God. What's going to be involved if that's going to happen in our lives? First of all, I notice as I think on this text, it's going to involve me laying down that which I cherish. Look at verse number two, how God describes us here. He said, take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Let me tell you, folks, there was nothing more precious to Abraham and in Abraham's life than this only son that he loved so very dearly and so much. I wonder tonight what is precious to you. Is it your work? Is it your money? Is it your possessions? Is it your sons and your daughters or your mom and your dad or your close friends and your family? Would you be willing to let go and lay down that which is precious to you in order that you might follow the voice of God? Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. Do you realize that this is exactly what our missionaries do when they go to the field? This is exactly what they do. Not only do they forsake their loved ones here to follow the voice of God, but they also go with the understanding that I must give up what I have to go. 
They also understand in some places there's a possibility that I or my wife or one of my children could possibly die and lose our lives as we follow the voice of God. There's a real possibility of that for some of our missionaries in some of the places in the world that are more dangerous. Let me ask you, Christian, how come it's good for Abraham and it's good for the missionaries, but it's not good for us? Come on now. The truth is that whether you're called to go or to stay, listen, this should be the attitude of our hearts. Lord, I will follow you and I will serve you and I will love you and I will obey you no matter the cost. No matter the cost. I will lay my Isaac down. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do this. Oh, may God help us tonight. God knows what your Isaac is. May God help you to lay it down tonight. Not to hold so tightly onto that which we cannot keep anyways, right? Remember the words of Jim Elliot. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. That's powerful. May we have such a spirit as well. So I notice, first of all, it's going to involve us laying down that which I cherish. It's also going to involve me letting go of any chance of replacement. Verse number two and also verse number 10. He tells him here to take his son in verse two um, into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains. And then in verse number 10, it says, and Abraham stretched forth his hand and took his knife to slay his son. Abraham now has no other son. And as he raises his hand to slay his beloved son in obedience to God, he knows if this son perishes, I have no other son. I will be barren and I will be bereaved. And so as he raises his hand with that knife, he was completely letting go of any chance of determining the outcome of that situation. He was completely, listen folks, completely, totally entrusting his Isaac to the very hand of God. I wonder, friend, is there someone... Or something that the Lord is asking you to completely let go of and entrust to his hand? What about you? Will you lay your Isaac down? Or will you cling to it even more than ever? Remember now, the path of blessing goes through Mount Moriah and an altar, Christian. An altar of sacrifice. Choose to just trust God. Amen? Amen. To let go and lay your Isaac down. Oh, God needs to help us with this because you know we're all prone to this, aren't we? We're prone to live our lives in a tight-fisted manner. And oftentimes what we're prone to do is say, here, God, you can have this and you can have this. And what we'd like to do is we'd like to give God our junk. We like to give God the leftovers of things. I mean, you see that even in churches, okay? Oftentimes when people bring stuff to the church, 
Here, the church can have this. Let me give you all the old junky toys and all the old junky stuff that we don't need anymore, and you can use that in the church. Thankfully, I have not seen that happen a whole lot here, but I've seen that happen in churches a lot. And that portrays the attitude of people. God, you can have my junk, but you can't have this. Oh, may God help us to lay our Isaac down and to be willing to realize it's going to involve letting go of any chance of replacement. We need to take it completely out of our hands. As long as we're still holding on to it a little bit, okay, we've not laid it down. We need to completely let go. I want you to notice also it's going to involve laying it all on the altar. Verse number two, again, he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. I want you to consider the importance of God's request here. Everything that Abraham had, everything that Abraham really could ever be, all that was precious to Abraham was wrapped up in a son called Isaac. Am I not right? His loved son, everything was wrapped up in that son. And in essence, Abraham is laying all on the altar of sacrifice on that very day. What about you? Are you truly willing to lay all on the altar of sacrifice and obedience to the voice of the Lord? Are you really willing to go anywhere that God would want you to go or to do anything the Lord would want you to do? To give up anything the Lord would want you to give up or anybody the Lord would want you to give up? Are you willing to lay down all? Or are you still clinging tight to something or someone that you're not willing to relinquish to God's care? You know what? God can take care of stuff a whole lot better than Amen. you can. You know, we sing from time to time the song, All to Jesus, I surrender. All to him I freely give, right? What's well, a powerful song, but how often do we sing that and we don't really mean the words, do we? In fact, I think the reality is that very few of us are truly and totally surrendered to lay it all on the altar. We probably would be better off saying, some to Jesus, I surrender, right? Yeah. Or a little bit to Jesus, I surrender. Because the reality is, most of us in here tonight have things in our lives that we're saying, God, no, I will not give it up. I will not lay it down in order to follow you and serve you and obey you. Are we totally surrendered to lay it all on the altar? That we might follow his voice? What about you? Will you lay your Isaac down, your all? You know, the choice is yours. Nobody's going to force you. But if you study the text of Scripture, I, I, you take it home this week. You really chew on this. Think about this. There was no path of blessing here for Abraham. No path, path of great working of God for Abraham unless he submitted to the plan of God for his life to go up that Mount Moriah and lay his blessed and beloved son on that altar and say, here he is, God. 
Only through that path was he able to see the blessing of God upon his life. And it just might be that because you've been unwilling to let go of something in your life, God's been hindered in being able to work and bless in your life the way that he desires to. So notice here, so far we've seen three things. We've seen that this involves laying down that which I cherish. It involves letting go of any chance of replacement. It involves laying it all on the altar. Number four, I notice here that it involves letting God provide according to his way. Look with me, if you would, at verse four, uh, 12 through 14. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and beheld. Uh, behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns, and Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. You know what, folks? Abraham didn't know how the Lord was going to work all this out, did he? But we see it very evidently here that he simply went forth by faith, trusting that God was going to provide. Amen. And sure enough, as we see Brother Abraham trusting in the Lord with that which is most precious to him, we also see that God mightily and miraculously intervenes to provide in a very special way that ram caught in the thicket, right? You see, God never intended to take his son, did he? But he very simply wanted to test and to try Abraham. That's what he actually tells us in verse 12, right? He tells us here, um, For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, from me. He was trying him. He was testing him. You see, this wasn't what God wanted, but God used it to work in Abraham's life. And you know what? Abraham passed the test, amen? amen. I wonder if maybe God is testing one of you tonight in this place. And he's just waiting to see if, if your heart is truly and, and completely surrendered and maybe desiring to, to show you how able he is to care for you and provide for you. If you will just lay your Isaac down and trust him, how are you going to respond? You know how we want to live our lives? <laughs> I've given you the car example so many times, but we don't want to let Jesus drive, do we? I mean, we want to be like this, okay? The way we want to be is the way I want to be when I'm in the car with anybody else. I don't want anybody else driving. I'm a control freak. I'm OCD. If Jessica's in the car with me, she's a good driver, okay? I'm not saying anybody for driving. <laughs> but she's not going to drive if I'm in the car. I'm going to be on the wheel. Because I like the control. But you know what? Who has more control, you or God? God has more control. So ultimately, when it comes to the Lord, to live like this is not beneficial to you. To live like this 
is the way that God desires to say, God, there's nothing held back in my life. Yeah. Everything is available. Whatever you want, however you want, wherever you want, God, here I am. I am completely surrendered to whatever it is you want me to do for you, however you want me to serve you. I am not holding on to anything in my life, God. All my Isaacs, I lay them down, God. And I want Mount Moriah. I want to lay my Isaac down because I want to see the blessings of God. And I want to see the great and mighty hand of God in my life. Hey, maybe we've not seen revival, but maybe we've not seen it because God's people have been unwilling to lay their Isaacs down. Amen. Oh, may God help us to grasp a hold of this tonight. Because the reality is so very oftentimes we're the reason that God doesn't work. We're the reason that we're not seeing the mighty blessings and working of God in our lives. Because we're going like this and God's saying, open your hands. I've got something I want to do if you just let me. And he did not many mighty works there. Why? Because of their unbelief. The only reason Abraham could go to Mount Moriah and lay his son down was because he did it by faith. Simply trusting God would just take care of it all. He had to entrust it completely to the hand of God. And so we see here, as he chose to lay his Isaac down, it involved him letting God provide according to his way. I want you to notice, so, so far we've seen here tonight, it involves him laying down that which he cherished. It involves him letting go of any chance of replacement. It involves him laying it all on the altar. It involves letting God provide according to his way. Number five, I see here that it involves letting God be glorified in us. And I don't know about you, but that's my desire in this life. I just want God to be glorified in me. Notice what it says here in verse number 14. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. Notice here that as Abraham lays down his Isaac, and he completely trusts the Lord, and the Lord provides, we find him now calling the name of this place, Jehovah Jireh, in an attitude of worship of Almighty Holy God. Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. Boy, maybe we just set a banner like that up over our lives at different points in our life. Hey, Jehovah Jireh, God will provide. He's done it in my life. He's done it now, and he's going to do it again, and he's going to do it again. Amen. The Lord will provide. Yeah, amen. Truly, when we are completely surrendered and willing to lay our Isaacs down, we will find that the Lord will be praised. He will be worshipped, and he will be glorified in and through our lives. Even as he's being glorified through Abraham's life just by us reading this story tonight. And I don't know about you, but that is what I wholeheartedly desire in my life. That's what my life is about. That's what all of our lives ought to be about, if you're a born-again Christian here tonight, to bring glory to God. Because worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive the reward of the sufferings. Amen and amen. 
Yes, he's worthy to be praised. Will you lay your Isaac down? Will you let him get the glory? Or will you choose to hold your Isaac back and rob him of the glory which is rightly due his name? You know what? We each face that choice. I think sometimes we fail the test. Sometimes as we go through life, we say, no, God, not this time. I'm not laying it down. And we miss that blessing. But I'm so glad that his mercies are new every morning. Amen. And great is his faithfulness. And as long as there's a new day ahead, there's a new opportunity to say, okay, God, I've got a fresh start. Here's my Isaac now. Use me, God, for the very glory of God, to the greatest extent of your purposes. I'll not hold anything back from you, God. I'm going to live my life like this. This is the way that God wants us to live. So it involves us letting God be glorified in us. And I want you to notice lastly tonight, if we're going to lay our Isaac down, it's going to involve us in the end looking for his blessings that will result. Look at verse 15 to 18. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven. And as a sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. Amen. For good or for evil, you always reap what you sow. And you reap more than you sow. And when you sow a life of complete surrender and a life which is willing to lay your Isaacs down, then you can be looking for a good harvest of his blessings to be coming in in your life. You can be assured God keeps his word. That's right. God says here in verse 16, Because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld. You've not done this. You hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thee. You see, the path of blessing is not possessed by holding on, but by learning to let go and to lay all on the altar of sacrifice before God. And to just resolve to trust Him, amen, and see what He will do. What about you? I wonder, as I've preached tonight, has the Holy Spirit been pinpointing something in your life? Are there any Isaacs in your life tonight that you're doing this with? That which is loved, that which is cherished, that which can't replaced, be replaced, that you do not want to give up? Are you willing to let go and look for God to work in your life, friend? Or will you remain clenched fist, clenched fisted? The sad truth is, you may be single-handedly 
holding back the blessings of God from your life because you won't let it go. And you won't just lay it down and let God work as he desires in your life. You know what, folks? The sad reality is you can't keep anything anyways. That's right. You can't. You can't keep your children. You can't keep your spouse. You can't, you can't keep your bank account. You can't keep your houses and your lands and your possessions that you have. You can't keep them. They can be lost in so very many ways. You might as well live like this and just say, God, as you direct me, I will live. I am completely surrendered. I'm going to lay my Isaacs down because I know the path of blessing. It goes through Mount Moriah and an altar of sacrifice. Here am I, God. Use me, God. Work in my life. I want your great working. I want your blessings in my life. That attitude is the attitude that God wants to see, not just in the preacher, but in each and every one of us as born-again Christians. As we now stand to our feet tonight, yes, comes to play. Heads bowed and eyes closed. If the Lord has spoken to your heart, the altar is open. What about you, Christian? Will you lay your Isaac down? Is there something that you have in your life that you've not been willing to live with an open hand? Maybe you want to just come and forward and say, God, I do want to live life. I've tried to live that way, but I want to continue to live that way. I don't want to live in a manner where I'm saying no to God in any area of my life. But I want my life to be lived before God with open hands that he could use me and whatever I have in my life for his honor and for his glory. Will you lay your Isaac down tonight? The altar is open. If the Lord has spoken to your heart, I hope that you'll come and pray.